Now, back to the Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley. 1017, 1035, and 1460 WRAD. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show. Sometimes when we do gotcha covered, um, you're, you're stretching, you're reaching, you're looking for things to, to fill to make sure that you, know, you guys are taken care of when it comes to any sports conversation. And then sometimes there's a weekend like the weekend we just had where I think I could have done gotcha covered for 15, 20 minutes of rapid fire news stories, sports stories to make sure you're covered. Uh, so I picked the biggest, the baddest, the most impressive. I picked the, uh, the stories that I believe will most likely pop up in conversation. And those are the ones we're going to get you covered on right here, right now. No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry. Tim will get you covered. The biggest and baddest and scariest and most entertaining weekend of the NFL season is complete. And uh, we now have our conference championship set. Uh, You may not have been able to sit down and watch eight hours of of NFL football, both Saturday and Sunday. So I did it for you. I took one for the team and I have talking points for you as well. The Niners beat the Vikings 27-10 to solidify the Niners as a Super Bowl contender. While everyone else wants to say, oh, the Niners, they bottled up uh, Dalvin Cook. The, the Vikings couldn't get their run started. That's why they lost. No, 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 no. The reason you pay $84 million guaranteed to Kirk Cousins is so in that game, when the running game is bottled up, He's supposed to come forward and make the play, and he couldn't do that. Dalvin Cook goes nine carries, 18 yards, but it was Kirk. Kirk Cousins is the one that should take the brunt of the blame. Titans at Ravens, uh, and the Titans come away with another victory, 28-12. They've now beaten the Patriots on the road, and then they've beaten the Ravens, the number one seed, on the road. I have to stand corrected, and you just got to own this one. Because, because you couldn't see it coming. The Titans and Ryan Tannehill used the last five years to subvert your expectations. The Titans have stunk for a half a decade. Ryan Tannehill has stunk for half a decade. So, of course, right here, uh, whatever it was, week seven when Ryan Tannehill took over, both of them decided they were going to be different players, different teams, and it's crazy. Uh, you just got to own that one and say, ha, huh, I didn't see it coming. Texans, Chiefs. Texans jump out to a 24 to nothing lead. You should never, ever, ever, in Everest ever lose when you have a 24 to nothing lead. You should never, ever, ever, in even more Everest ever lose by 20 when you started the game with a 24 to nothing lead. But that's exactly what the Texans did. 51-31 victory for the Chiefs. Yes, Mahomes is an alien. Yes, Kelsey's a beast. Yes, Andy Reid is a great play caller, but Bill O'Brien should have his job questioned based on how he handled that game. 24-0, your players put you in that situation. Your coaching decisions should be able to buoy you to a win with absolutely no drama. And lastly, the Packers hold on to beat the Seahawks 28-23, and let this be a lesson to you. Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, the two leading candidates for the MVP, both not playing for a conference championship. It's almost like if you depend enough on one person for them to be important enough to win the MVP or be in the running, that doesn't bode well towards team success. It's better to be more balanced than it is to depend on uh, Russell Wilson the way that the Seahawks did because that was a very, very simple path 
towards the Packers, bottling him up. Give Aaron Rodgers credit. He's older than everyone else and still doing it. Virginia Tech fans, listen up here. Your Virginia Tech Hokies basketball, led by Mike Young and redshirt freshman Landers Nolly. Landers Nolly. They're 3-2 and two in the ACC, coming off a double-digit victory over North Carolina State. Nolly goes for 29-7. Tyrese Radford goes for 18-9. They get 10 off the bench from Jalen Cohn. I've established my if-then stat, and I'm passing this along to you. You can use this in conversations, and you don't even have to cite me in a bibliography. Uh, you don't even have to give me credit. The if-then for the Hokies is if they get three different players in double-digit scoring, then they will beat anyone in the country. If they get three different players to score at least 10, then they can beat everyone from the top of the top to the bottom of the bottom. It is that simple. And this past weekend against North Carolina State, Landers Nolly, Tyrese Radford, Jalen Cohn, fulfill that promise. They get the, the double digits, three of them, they end up on top. Lastly, for the Hokies, Dalton Keene announced he is going pro since the last time we spoke. How about this, everybody? Fans of Hokies, you want your kids to go pro. You want them to go pro and to be draft picks and to be pro bowlers and to be starters because you can point to them as success of the program. And it's nice because the tight end room is already stacked, so, so you, you can genuinely say, Dalton Keene, good luck, without worrying about what are we going to do with tight end? You have James Mitchell. You have Nick Gallo. You have some talented players behind them. Let them eat. And everybody, tonight, Clemson's taking on LSU in the national championship game. I hate to say this, but I kind of agree with Dabo Sweeney. Clemson's being overlooked. Tim Donnelly's show continuing following Got You Covered. And if you heard that last line of Got You Covered, I feel like I need to explain myself. because. I kind of agree with Dabo Sweeney is unusual for me to say. I'll put it that way. It's unusual for me to say. Um, but the LSU hype is being laid on so thick coming into this game. Um, coach O, the Coach O stories, right? The crawfish, the gumbo, the the. do you hear the worm story? No. This is a, a story about Coach O that got passed around. Um, he actually said it on a podcast of some kind. I apologize for not knowing the podcast. But he said when he was a player, he went to a small college at the end of his college career, um, and and he told this story. Two guys were out um, ice fishing. Hmm. One guy's pulling fish up after fish after fish. The other guy's catching nothing. So at some point, the one that's not catching anything looks over and says, man, what is your key? Like, teach me. He goes, I'll tell you what my key is. If I don't catch fish, my kids don't eat. I need these fish to feed my family. So he reaches into his mouth, and he takes a big old worm out of his uh, mouth, and he goes, fish love the warm worms, so I warm them up in my mouth, hook them up, drop them down, I grab a fish. I need these fish so badly that I am willing to put these big old worms in my mouth and keep them there. I am disgusted right now. So Coach O, as a college player, told his, before a game, stood up in front of his, his, his uh, teammates and told this story. And then when the story was done, he reached into his mouth and he pulled out a big old fat worm 
And he said, this is how much I want to win this game. I am willing to put the worm in my mouth for you guys. And it was a motivational thing. There are so many stories like that of Coach O going around. Uh, Joe Burrow, the Heisman Trophy candidate, has been so hyped, right? They they asked him, what would you tell your eight-year-old self if you could go back and tell, tell yourself something? He said that you look like a national champion. Like, this is a very, very hyped-up team right now, which is surprising because they're playing against the defending national champion that hasn't lost a game since the 2017 season. Like, I I normally hate when teams that are hyped up try to make themselves out to be the victim. But Clemson, as a, what is it, a 29-game win streak, uh, as a defending national champion with, I would say, the two best offensive players in the game in Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, if they are being overlooked, then they deserve to have their chip on the shoulder. They deserve to feel like they are being somehow disrespected. They haven't lost in two seasons. They have a presumed number one pick at quarterback. Travis Etienne is the best, uh, most accomplished offensive player in the game when you look at the length of his career, including Joe Burrow, who has had one great year. Dabo is as accomplished a coach as anyone in the country not named Nick Saban, and that is doubly and triply true when you compare him to Coach Orgeron. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I agree with Dabo. I agree with Dabo. I'm 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 almost ashamed of myself for saying it. You look defeated. It's 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 the worst. It's the worst. But he's right. And going into this game, there are going to be plays made by both teams. Right? Grant Delpit will make plays on the defensive side for LSU. Isaiah Simmons will make plays on the defensive side for Clemson. Jefferson will catch passes on the offensive side for LSU. Higgins will catch passes on the offensive side for Clemson. These two teams are who they are. They are the two best teams in the country for a reason. It is astronomical to me. It is mind-blowing to me. It is blasphemous to me that one team has been talked about nonstop for the last 16 days leading up to today uh, since they last played their their last games in the semifinals, and the other team is being swept under the rug. Meanwhile, one team hasn't won a national championship since Nick Saban was their coach, and the other won a national championship last year. One team is going to be essentially on the road, and we're not even talking about them. And we and you know how high I am on Trevor Lawrence. Right now, I would trade three first-round picks to draft Trevor Lawrence. Sight unseen. I don't need to take a physical. I I, I don't I don't need him to interview. I will trade three first-round draft picks right now to to have the right to draft Trevor Lawrence. And and he is far and away the second most talked about quarterback going into the national championship game. And keep in mind, I wouldn't trade up to draft Joe Burrow. If I already had the pick, maybe I'd consider him, but I'd have to interview him. I'd have to interview his middle school coach, his high school coach, his coaches at Ohio State, his coaches at LSU. 
I'd have to interview everyone in his life. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and end this one and move on because I can't be agreeing to Clemson this wholeheartedly uh, this long without just feeling icky. So, one, well, one thing's for sure, though, about this game. The Tigers are going to win. And, and they're going to bring the championship <laughs> back to Death Valley. Oh. Uh, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, I'm going to get back in my groove. We're going to talk about Roy Williams and the mess he's making uh, at North Carolina. I seriously think that guy may have lost his mind. Next. The WRAD Talk Network, 1017-1035, 1460 AM, the TuneIn app, and WRADradio.com. More of the Tim Donnelly Show next on WRAD. Welcome back, Tim Donnelly Show. Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD Radio Network, 101.7, 103.5, and 1460 AM as well. All of your favorites. Yeah, and any of the three. We really don't mind which one you listen to. Or you can catch us on the podcast. You can catch us on the TuneIn app. Uh, you can ask your smart speaker, hey, play the Tim Donnelly show on TuneIn, and it will be like, sure, hopefully. Sometimes it'll be like, I don't understand. Say that again. Then you have to say it more clearly. You want to hear something hilarious? Sure. Um, I have, like, the Bluetooth for my, uh, for my car, so I can just press a button and then say, like, call mom, call dad, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I have my mom in my phone as mama. It's like a joke, right? That, that My entire life, mama. When, when I'm in a good mood, hey, mama, talking to my mom. Um, so she's in my phone as mama. So when I call, I press the button and I say, call mama. And it's kind of funny, right? When I'm sitting in the car by myself, I'm like, this is ridiculous. But whatever, it is what it is. Um, I also have in my phone Bob Boone because I used to cover the Yankees. And Bob Boone is the father of the Yankees manager. Bob Boone played in, the, or played in Major League Baseball for a long time or whatever. So when they hired Aaron Boone, his son, as the uh, coach, I was able to track down Bob Boone for an interview to talk about his son becoming the manager of the Yankees. Hmm. So I have Bob Boone's phone in, number in my, my phone, which I'll, I will never call again, but it's still kind of cool to have. And in case you know uh, he ever makes news in the area that I'm covering, I'll maybe hit him up for an interview again. Where this is going. So every single time I say – uh, call mama. My phone goes, press one for mama, two for Bob Boone. <laughs> and it doesn't make it like, I don't even think they sound that similar. Yeah. Like it's so like weird how, cause like the weird thing about like, you know, Alexa's or whatever is like, they sometimes they emphasize specific syllables that you wouldn't <laughs> necessarily. So you have to like say it, like emphasizing the end of the word or something. And it just, it's a whole mess. And what sucks is, What's even worse is that like it doesn't give you the option. It just says press or it says calling yeah. Bob Boone. And, and then you're like, <laughs> the occasionally button. it does that where it's like uh, calling Bob Boone. But my mind does say correct. And then you have to say yes or no. <laughs> mine I'm doesn't always do like, that. Mine's... I'm always like, no, 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 no. Just because I don't – I'm like Bob Boone doesn't want to hear from me driving home from work on a random Tuesday. Yeah, my, like mine, mine doesn't even say like correct. Mine mm-hmm. just goes – calling blah 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 and that's like stop no 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 so uh so anyway if you do ask your smart speaker to play the tim donnelly show on tune in just make sure you enunciate and uh and it'll play for you or you'll end up calling bob boone <laughs> playing bob boone on smart speaker um let, let's look at north carolina roy williams has has lost his marbles which is surprising because he's a hall of fame coach um but but i think when you think of coaches you think of even keeled Right, you think of guys that that can handle any situation 
and and be level-headed about it, right? It's almost like being presidents, right? They're presidents of their uh, of their program, and and you are the one that everyone looks to for stability. Um, he has in the last couple of weeks, after a loss, said this is the least talented team I've ever coached in North Carolina, which we've already killed him for uh, right here on this show, giving him a, a lot of hard time. And then most recently, he said. Uh, after a loss that his team wasn't prepared for and that was all his fault, he said, if I die tomorrow or 20 years from now, that'll be the biggest regret I had in 32 years as a coach. Like losing? Losing that game in the way they lost it. He said, I should tell Bubba to fire me. It probably wouldn't be a bad idea. This guy has gone from, it's not my fault, these kids can't play. They're not gifted. To... <laughs> this is my biggest regret. <laughs> fire me. You fire me. It's like and he's he, trying to one up himself. And he's supposed to be the one everyone's looking to for stability. He's supposed to be the one that's the guiding light through the storm. He's the lighthouse for these kids for that program. And and the worst part about it is he's been good for a really long time. He's got three national championships in North Carolina. They are top 10 perennially. Every single year, they're good. And they're finally bad. Finally, they're no good. Like, they're not going to make the NCAA tournament if this keeps up. They are not a good Atlantic Coast Conference basketball team. Finally. And when everyone else that all these other fan bases that were forced to watch them themselves get beat up by North Carolina finally has the opportunity to kind of point and laugh, He's making it hard to to point and laugh because it's so darn sad, right? It's it's like when you're competing with someone and you're winning, it's awesome. When they start to cry, it's like, oh man, we're just playing. Like, oh yeah, it's ah, oh, I didn't mean I didn't mean to make you feel bad. I thought we were just goofing around. It's like when North Carolina is winning. Oh, he's dancing in the locker room. He's got his light blue Carolina plaid jackets. He's cracking jokes at the press conference. As soon as they start losing, he's like, just fire me. <laughs> Is that how you really want to be remembered, too? It's, it's. I mean, the thing is, his legacy is probably somewhat intact. Like, well, right. 30 years from now, when we're looking back on the Hall of Fame career of Roy Williams, we probably won't remember the two weeks span when he called his team severely ungifted and then started telling people to fire him. But but the fact that that sentence even exists is embarrassing. Yeah. Right? Every other coach is looking around like, the one losing season? You're not very mentally tough, are you? There are coaches out there that put up with a losing season every single year. <laughs> they don't break down like that. They go through a, a decade of losing seasons. They don't break down like that. If I was getting paid as much as some of these coaches are too, like I wouldn't really be hurting How too are you supposed to look at your players – and say, it's a game of runs. Good things are going to happen. Bad things are going to happen. You have to keep plugging forward. When as soon as something bad happens, you collapse within yourself. He said, if I die tomorrow or 20 years from now, that'll be the biggest regret I had in 32 years as a coach. Keep in mind, there was an academic scandal at North Carolina while he was coaching. Keep in mind, he's had players transfer out and get into trouble. Keep in mind, he's he's like there are things that would be legitimate regrets for anybody, not just losing a game. Roy Williams, what are you doing? 
You're making this very hard for us to enjoy you not being very good. You're making it very difficult for us to look at you and go, finally, you're not good. How dare he make it difficult for us to laugh at him? Hey, if, 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 they're, if UNC fans are doing the laughing when they're good, then you shouldn't make it hard for us to laugh when you're not. Let's take a break when we come back. Really cool moments from the sports world over the weekend. I promise you. Tim Donnelly show continuing on the talk of the New River Valley. Before we advance to some really cool moments that took place in sports, here's the, uh, here's the deal. Uh, if you are looking for tickets to anything, everything other than like speeding tickets, let's, let's be real. Uh, if you're looking for tickets to a concert, tickets to a comedy show, tickets to a, a sporting event, SeatGeek app, I can tell you this actually, um, my, my birthday just passed not too long ago. And uh, for my birthday, my wife got me comedy show tickets and oh. Seat Geek. Oh, really? What, what, what show? Uh, it's in Raleigh. Martin Lawrence. Oh, dude, that'll be nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We got family in Raleigh and everything, so place to stay. That'll be fun. But it's uh, Seat Geek, right? Seat Geek, Seat Geek app. Uh, just go ahead and, and make sure you use promo code TIM, uh, which, which is uh, $10 off your first purchase. So if you're looking for sporting events, if you're looking for – uh, concerts, comedy shows, theater, anything that you need a ticket to get into. SeatGeek, S-E-A-T-G-E-E-K app, promo code TIM. I have it on my phone, by far the fastest and easiest way to get tickets. Um, all right, there was a couple of cool moments in sports over the weekend. First of all, uh, Bill Cower on his pregame show as an analyst was surprised by the president of the Hall of Fame, the NFL Hall of Fame, and uh, was let no, they let him know, there we go, better way to say it, uh, that he is in this year's Hall of Fame inductee class. Oh, that's cool. And immediately choke up, immediately introspective words and thank yous. Jimmy Johnson, later on in the, the weekend, during his job as an analyst, told that he is in that same Hall of Fame class. Immediately choke up, immediately those around him hooting and hollering and fun. And, and, and it is a cool moment, right? But what I want to know is it was the same guy that let them both know that he's joining the Hall of Fame. I want to know how you get that job. I want to know how you get the job of the person that just goes around telling people that one of their all-time life's goals came true. Because that's got to be like, that's the ultimate good news, that's, right? Uh, that's like, oh, by the way, everything you've worked for in your professional career is being cap is being recognized. Yep. It's being it's coming to fruition. Right? That guy never sees anyone and and they're unhappy. Right? As soon as you see him it's like hey hey hey. Right? As soon as you see him it's like honey come here. Come get the kids. Get the hey, we're having a party tonight. It's like you're going into the Hall of Fame. That's impressive. Like that that would be such a fun job. I just I just want to drive around and tell people they're in like their high school hall of fame. Right? Just be the person that calls up and says you're in your high school hall of fame. How cool would that be? No one's ever upset to be put in a hall of fame. It doesn't matter what the hall of fame is. I mean, unless it's like Trips on Shoelaces Hall of Fame or something. That's probably not. Either the best. way, you if you if you're in the Trips on Shoes Shoelaces Hall of Fame, that means you're good at you're the best at it. <laughs> like, if you're going to trip on your shoelaces all the time, you might as well be the best at it. 
It's better than tripping on your shoelaces all the time and not being in the Trips on Shoelace Hall of Fame. <laughs> okay. I, I, all right. I agree. So it's 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 one of those things where you gotta you, you gotta you gotta be excited for those guys for watching their dreams come true. And it's fun to see adults recognize a dream, right? I feel like kids are the ones that dream all the time. These were like old men. And they were like dreaming of that when they were kids, probably, yeah, right? Absolutely. Or maybe not being a coaching Hall of Famer, maybe a player Hall of Famer. But but they've like since they took over as a coach, they've been dreaming of that day and it's there, right? Kids' dreams kind of come true all the time, right? They dream of meeting Mickey Mouse, then their parents take him to Disney World. They dream of Santa uh, bringing him up like a pony exactly. or whatever. They dream of Santa coming Christmas Eve and, and it happens. Like all of those things. But it's rare to see a full grown adult have a dream come true. So that was cool. Uh, also got me thinking, right? The reason why Bill Cower and Jimmy Johnson are Hall of Famers is because they won Super Bowls, right? Bill Cower won a Super Bowl with Pittsburgh, and, and Jimmy Johnson won a couple of them with, with the Dallas Cowboys. So which players still alive in the NFL playoffs now are Hall of Famers? And which ones might become Hall of Famers if they win the Super Bowl this year? I think there's three locks, three guys that will be Hall of Famers. They could lose this game and every game from now on, they're Hall of Famers. Uh, actually, two of them, Aaron Rodgers and Sherman. That's Richard Sherman, Aaron Rodgers, two of the best uh, of the era. Those guys are Hall of Famers, whether they win, lose, or draw this year. Next, I think uh, there's, there's two people that are going to be Hall of Famers if they win this year. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. If they win this year, boom, locks. And I understand that Patrick Mahomes is only in his third year as a starting quarterback, but if you have an MVP and a Super Bowl ring, yeah, you're in. Andy Reid, probably a Hall of Famer already. He might be in that Roger Sherman conversation, but he does not have the big win yet, and it's hard to put a coach in without the Super Bowl. He wins a Super Bowl this year, boom, lock. Then there's, I would put Travis Kelsey, which is he's probably two, maybe three more thousand-yard seasons away from being a, a Hall of Famer, but he's on track. He's going to chase down some of Gronkowski's records simply by being more durable than Gronkowski. Then there's the two super young guys who might get there, George Kittle and Bosa out there in San Francisco as well, the younger Bosa. Then there's some guys, the Devontae Adams of the group, who maybe if they go on a five-year stretch that's really impressive and win a Super Bowl, a couple more Pro Bowls, maybe an All-Pro. But the fact of the matter is, part of the reason why um, Jimmy Johnson, Bill Cowher going into the, the Hall of Fame, anyone that goes into the Hall of Fame is so impressive, is, is I believe they said this stat when they were talking to Bill Cowher that there were 29,000-plus people that have coached and, and, and played in the NFL. And there are essentially 300 in the Hall of Fame. That's a very small margin. It's selective, right? right? And, and, and that's going back to, like, Paul Hornung and people like – there's, I want to say, 150 living members of the Hall of Fame. 
right? So th- there's there's a, a a distance there. There's a gap there. You know what I mean? So so uh, it's difficult to get in. Super Bowls help. Rogers, Sherman, Reed probably in. Kelsey Mahomes probably a few seasons away from punching their ticket. Uh, Kittle Bosa, you know, if they go on to live up to their potential, they're in. Devontae Adams, can he make it happen? But one of the exciting things about the playoffs is there's probably a couple of Hall of Famers that we don't know yet, right? That looking back, we're going to say, oh, they had three Hall of Famers on that team. But we didn't recognize it in real time, right? They're going to, the best that they have is still to come. And that's a cool thing. It is. I mean, chances are to win a Super Bowl, you need some some big-time players on your roster. Now, we might not know they're big-time players yet, but they need to be there in order for them to win, which is an exciting place to be. Uh, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, picks, picks, picks. We'll round out the show on a Monday here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Stick around. WRAD streaming live worldwide on the TuneIn app. More of the Tim Donnelly Show next on WRAD. Welcome back. Tim Donnelly Show. This weekend, everybody, I know it's Monday, but you can already start looking towards the weekend. There's nothing wrong with it. Everybody's working for the weekend. You know that song? Yes. So it's Monday, but you can already start looking ahead. And and, and as you do, um, remember this. When you get together with your friends, your family, when, when you... Uh, get together with, with coworkers for a happy hour, whatever it is, grab yourself a Dos Equis and stretch the truth a little to keep it interesante. As I always say, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Now, if you caught a fish and it was 11 inches, make it a foot. Right? It's close enough. If, if, if uh, you know, if, if you're tired because your, your newborn kept you up last night, they didn't wake up three times. They woke up nine times. And it took expert parenting to get them to sleep each time. And that's why you have some bags under your eyes. Make the story a bit better. Stretch the truth a little to keep it interesante. Because, as you know, Dos Equis is the only beer that inspired the very first two-point conversion. It's the only beer that inspired Ben Franklin to tear down a goalpost. So grab yourself a Dos Equis. And keep it interesante. As always, always drink responsibly. Um, Picks. First of all, there's a big game tonight that some of you may have heard of called the National Championship game. That's fair. It's Clemson-LSU. Slightly big game, right? Pretty big. Kind of. Teensy-weensy. Kind of a big deal. Teensy-weensy little big game. Um, Legacies will be built on this game. Mm -hmm. Joe Burrow, he's a Heisman Trophy winner. He probably goes down as one of the all-time greats, and this goes down as one of the greatest seasons that any college football player has ever played if he goes Heisman Trophy, SEC Player of the Year, national champion. And if he does so in a way that makes us believe uh, it's no fluke, right? If he throws for four or five touchdowns, if he uh, completes 75% of his passes, if he throws for three, 400 yards, then we're sitting around seriously having the conversation about him versus uh, Cam Newton's one year in Auburn, him versus some of the greatest seasons that we've ever seen. On the other side, Trevor Lawrence has the, the chance here to start his career as a freshman and sophomore completely undefeated 
with two national championships. Bonkers. Absolutely ridiculous. Dabo Sweeney has the opportunity to say, Deshaun Watson, Taj Boyd, Trevor Lawrence. Like, has the opportunity to say, it's not necessarily just the player here, guys. I have something to say with this success. Coach Orgeron has the opportunity to arguably be the most liked and universally beloved person in Louisiana. He's from Louisiana. He talks like, like he's from the bayou, because he is. He likes gumbo, crawfish. He also puts worms in his mouth. Beignet. Little powder sugar. Go Tigers. Cajun. Bourbon. Bourbon Street. Right? He has the opportunity. Like, if, if, if Ed Orgeron wins this national championship game and ran for mayor or governor of, of Louisiana tomorrow, <laughs> he, he wins it. in a landslide. Right? Like, he might get the vote of the people running against him. Like, it is that big of a deal. Travis Etienne is from Louisiana. He's the starting running back for Clemson. Talk about the the nuances in that relationship. Man. He could arguably leave as one of the most beloved sons and one of the most hated rivals of the hometown team. So it comes down to which one of these prophecies will be complete. Will it be Clemson announcing themselves as the new Alabama, right? As the new preeminent program in the country. Alabama couldn't get it done this year. Clemson's getting it done for the third time in however many, six years. LSU could announce themselves as no longer Alabama's little brother in the SEC. There's a lot riding on this game. So the question becomes, who is going to win this game? Mm-hmm. And, and it's fascinating because both of these teams, as I said earlier, are in the top two in the country for a reason. Right? This isn't uh, what we were talking about earlier with, with the, the NFL MVPs, right? Joe Burrow isn't the Heisman Trophy winner because they depended on him so much He's the Heisman Trophy winner because they surrounded him with so much. His wide receivers are bonkers. His play calling has been fantastic. His offensive line has been great. You look at Clemson, Trevor Lawrence didn't walk on and immediately become, first of all, he didn't walk on. He's a scholarship player. But he didn't walk on to campus and immediately be a guy who's, who's running for his life. He's not what Deshaun Watson was to Clemson. Deshaun Watson covered a lot of holes. Clemson said, we don't really have any holes, so we're just going to let Trevor Lawrence be great. Travis Etienne's really good. If Lawrence ever gets overwhelmed, he'll just hand it off to Etienne. It is is two heavyweight boxers. It is two undefeated, 50-0, 50 knockouts, no decisions going up against each other. And that is so much fun for us. So much unbelievable, reckless fun for us. So who should I pick? Lobro, who are you picking? Ooh, see, where it's so evenly matched, I almost, since Clemson did it last year, I almost, I think I want to swing the Clemson route. Because 
I don't know. I don't, know. I don't want to say it's, it's not a streak, obviously, but they did it last year. They got it done. So you're, you're, you're saying experience matters more than who's the hotter team right now. Because you have to remember, uh, LSU in the, the semifinals scored, I think, 912 points. Gosh. Oklahoma could not stop them at all. And if you look at what Clemson did, they were in an absolute dogfight. And some would say uh, got a little bit of help from the um, got a little bit of help from the, the the referees to beat Ohio State. Man, it's such it's it's one thing when it's an evenly matched game, but it's an it's one it's another thing when it's an evenly matched game on this level. Because like me and you, we pick like we'll go against each other like betting you know, Suns at whatever, like some Sun, yeah, random yeah. little NBA game. But this is like a massive scale here. And and LSU is favored by less than a touchdown. Um, with that being said, I'm taking Clemson. I'm, I'm, I'm taking, glad we I'm, see the same things I'm, on the same I'm side I'm taking here. Clemson. Um, you know, if, you, if, if you, you give me this game, and one team did it last year. Granted, yeah. uh, they're on the road, essentially. The game's being played in New Orleans, which is like an hour away from Baton Rouge. But, but – I mean, come on, guys. Travis Etienne, Trevor Lawrence, Isaiah Simmons, T. Higgins, Justin Ross. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of talent on that, uh, on that Clemson roster. Not saying there isn't talent on the LSU roster. It's this. This is what it is, and this is how I'm going to end the conversation. You are looking for whose strengths are stronger. You're not looking for a weakness because neither team has one. It's whose strengths are higher, whose astronomical highs are higher than the other team's astronomical highs, right? It's not, oh, this guy is leaving the door open. It's this team, I think, is going to kick the door open harder. So give me Clemson. Uh, Quickly running through some NBA games here. Uh, Sixers at Pacers on on the road. Um, The Sixers, uh, I mean, they're just not playing well. Give me the Pacers. As a Sixers fan, what the heck, guys? Pelicans at Pistons. The Pistons are looking to get an injury exemption for, for Blake Griffin. It's not looking good just from a health standpoint for the Pistons. I'd expect Andre Drummond to be dealt here before the trade deadline. Give me the Pelicans. Bulls at Celtics. Sometimes it's as simple as one team's good, one team's not. Celtics coming off a 41-point game from Jason Tatum. Give me Boston. Thunder at Timberwolves. Uh, I'm taking the, the, the Thunder. I, I'm just I'm falling out of love with the Timberwolves. I'm falling out of love with Timberwolves. Magic at Kings. Uh, the Kings are really struggling. I know that some people thought they were a hot up-and-coming young team, um, but but it turns out the hot up-and-coming young team that they may have been describing is actually from Orlando. Give me the Magic. Hornets at Blazers. The Hornets, all the way in the West Coast, aren't a great team. When they're traveling, especially not. I know the Blazers aren't as good as they were a season ago, but they're still the Blazers. Give me uh, Portland. Cavs at Lakers. Uh, I mean, it's the Cavs. They're going back seeing LeBron again. Maybe they'll, I don't know, flashback to old good times. As they're getting beat by As LeBron. they're getting smacked. They'll be like, yeah, LeBron used to do that for us. Dunk, dunk, jumper. You know, he, I'm not even mad. <laughs> he used to do that for us. We got a championship because of that guy. Um, with that being said, everybody, follow along social media, the, Don, uh, the Tim Donnelly Show on Facebook, Donnelly Show, Donnelly Sports on Twitter. We would appreciate it. You can catch the podcast everywhere podcasts can be found. If you do use Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Um, And uh, also, tomorrow is Top Tuesday, so we'll be counting down some pretty awesome lists at the top of each hour. Uh, We'll see you at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Until then, have a great day and night, everybody.